a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Half-blood of the eldest gods shall listen to this bonus show against all odds. I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Christina from Cabin 3 and 3 quarters. Our bestie! Hey! It's the pod daddy! I'm Y'all here! Book friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. Y'all yeah, honored um, to be here for this of all bonus episodes. This. You yeah. wanted to be here. You did ask. <laughs> Here's the trick is there's so few, so few of your friends can you really turn to them and be like, I need you to read a whole book for a thing mm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was, it's slim pickings when you need someone to read a whole book, but that's you can always count on me to read a whole book. I will it's, do it. It's true. It's true. I can count on you to read this wonderful, perfect, <laughs> absolutely, this is not sarcasm. Um, <laughs> this is- <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all. Okay. So uh, this is Rick Riordan's Big Red Tequila. Uh, <laughs> y'all are probably not familiar with it. It doesn't seem to be Don't read incredibly it. popular. We can't even find a, like, there's a wiki page. It doesn't have a plot summary on it, I which is a little- a full summary. A little distressing. I really uh, want a full summary. summary. For summary? Reasons. Not a f- full one. Like, you can find yeah, a, it's, like, it's a blurb. It's got, like, a, the book description, but yeah, not a full plot summary. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's wild. Yeah. You would, I would think that more people would have read this just because of the author. No. It, it, people haven't read it very much because it's like, you know, it's okay. I think that I enjoyed this book a lot more than most people seem to enjoy this book. I think part of the reason for that is that I purchased a copy of this book. Uh, I read the first chapter out of the book. The rest of it I listened to as an audiobook. Uh, <laughs> is the audiobook good? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really decent. It's much better than the Percy Jackson ones. Like, the reader is, like, hmm. perfectly he, tolerable. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um... He has to do some accents, which, you know, your mileage may vary there. Um, Oh, Oh, I don't know Um, if the accents are good. That sounds bad, actually. If you get a good enough voice actor, I've heard some pretty good accented uh, audiobooks. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. I I like and like the the accents aren't even like quote unquote offensive or whatever. It's just like it feels like vaguely weird to have a white guy mm. doing a lot of different like Hispanic accents because there's a ton of Hispanic characters in this book. Yeah, interesting. But, Maybe like a couple narrators was in order here. Eh, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I gave this it's, book two that's stars a weird on location. my. I gave this, <laughs> oh, yeah. this book two stars on my story graph. Yeah. Did you get I hear it's a difficult review? read. I had a very easy time with it because it's super easy to listen to things. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something like about a book that, that you're like not really enjoying. It's like, I'm reading this with my literal eyes right now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, why am I going through this? Um, I, This book was, I, I think that if I had read this book by any other author, I would have been like, oh, sweetie, you tried. Um, But 
it's since I know this is Rick Riordan, I just feel like I can really, like, I feel like I am seeing the kind of person Rick was before he discovered the joys of middle grade. Like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like he just, like, wasn't very good and was, like, a super fucking regular guy. (laughs) Just, like, aww. Just a regular Joe from Texas. It's, like, so basic. It's, like, it's, like, if you, um, sorry, I'm roasting this so hard. It's, like, (laughs) it's, like, if you got someone to, to, like, generate a Texan murder mystery. Like a I mean, what's the tagline here? Okay. What is the tagline? He knows Tai Chi and he has a PhD in English. <laughs> Everything in Texas is bigger, even murder. God, yeah. Okay, that's the funniest fucking tagline I've seen in my entire life. I just peaked my audio like crazy. <laughs> Same. Yeah, so while there were elements to this book that I enjoyed, I generally don't recommend it, period. Unless you, like, really love this genre, which I don't really. I'm not big on adult books in general, so. Mm. Uh, Out of, like, adult books, quote unquote, uh, you know, like, pulpy murder mystery, like, Mm -hmm. type like stuff that where there's a series around a quirky little detective. I don't know. Like I haven't read a ton of those, but they're always like easy. Like they're they're very popcorn type books. Um yeah, I agree and I think that's maybe like what pissed me off about this book is that <laughs> I feel like the character there were so many 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 characters and I mm-hmm. absolutely could not keep track of them all so I, know, I kind of like lost the plot maybe like 60% of the way through mm-hmm. I, I did in fact read a review where someone was like yeah some of the characters even had similar names like you shouldn't do that as an author <laughs> if I were his editor I would have said half as many characters there are really a lot of people in this book. And I I was like, okay, I'll just grab the book and, you know, flip through it and like look for some stuff real quick. I can't find it. I don't yeah. know where it is. I- yeah, there's there's like so many like slick like dude like adult dude characters that are they're they like work for the police or the or the newspaper or whatever and they just are all doing like the same thing i feel like i I don't know like um i feel like he worked to give everybody at least some personality like some flavor like his his newspaper friend who's like constantly trying to get Mm. him to let him publish the story and you know he's like you basically helpful but also like (laughs) pushy and clearly cares more about his stories than anything else (laughs) Uh, you know i feel like that's like vaguely interesting his hispanic crime friend who classic hispanic crime friend yeah Yeah. ralph is he the Uh, one is he the one who's like at the end also uh no. I, okay. uh, well, different crime friend. That that guy is not his friend. That is the mafia boss <laughs> who he thought could have killed his dad. I so, I'm so glad you're here, Ray, because yeah. I, I need this book explained to me. I feel like I missed so much. Yeah, okay. No, I feel okay, like it I did. I'm still, I'm still confused. Like, I thought the plot of this book was going to be him getting the guy for killing his dad, but he didn't? Yeah, it's an entirely different story from that so that's good uh like <laughs> okay okay so first thing first about uh rick riordan's writing style and the connection between this book and the entire percy jackson series mm-hmm. you know what rick likes to write about you know what topic 
Rick finds deeply, deeply fascinating. Parental trauma, baby! <laughs> wow. You're correct, actually. Yeah. You're so right. How else do you write an interesting character? Wait, isn't his mom also like a sweetheart? <laughs> okay, no, the entire book is about parental trauma. Like, uh, his parental trauma. Um, okay, which is actually deeply fascinating because you're like, oh, we're gonna glorify his, like, cop dad great and then his cop dad turns out to actually have been like a huge bastard who was you know cheating i thought that was cool sleeps around who you know may have agreed to like be part of this fucking real estate scam but you know he died before we you know and so it's like left open like even how much of a bastard he was and like that's interesting like Like, this really complicated (laughs) relationship um his uh, ex-girlfriend, Lillian, has this whole thing with her parents where they, like, she was going to reveal the real estate scam and also murder, which are she, like, con- connected somehow. It, right? Yeah, she witnessed the murder, which is connected to the real estate scam. I don't actually understand how, but... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still confused. Yep. Couldn't tell <laughs> but uh, her parents, like, fucking locked her up. Like, we thought she was kidnapped the whole book. Her parents kidnapped her and locked her up so that she couldn't reveal any of this shit. So yeah, that that's was fucked bonkers. up. And like, uh, yeah, she had a whole thing at the end because her dad, like, really sucks. And, uh, I enjoy that they did that, uh, the, oh, I'll shoot you because you're dating my daughter, blah, 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 thing comes up, but it is not played for comedy in this. That guy sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, like, who else had a parental trauma that I was thinking about? That, what's his oh, name? Ted uh, or Tim? Uh, Ben? I literally <laughs> do not remember. Lily- but- Lillian's, uh, the guy that Lillian was, like, also dating. Yeah, Lily's other ex. I think his name's who- Ted, right? There was no, Dan it's not Ted. I- Bo, right? Maybe it was Dan. Dan Wait, Sh- I think it was Yes, Bo. I think you're right. It was Dan. No, Wait. Bo is the <laughs> art guy. Oh, yeah. Bo's uh, the art guy. I opened it up to a random page and I'm just completely did- lost. Didn't she yeah, date yeah. both of them? Or was it? No, I they, don't know they, if they she was dating. They only insinuated that she, there may have been something with her and Bo. There was like, yeah. Okay. Bo was much older than her and she had Wait, like really? an I obsession got, with him or so something. Funny. I I got the impression that Bo was like much younger than her. That's so funny. I probably missed oh, something. Oh, no. Though. The art guy was like her like art mentor. Okay. Her photography Oof. mentor guy who she started a business with. I know she got with. the restraining okay. order against Heard. him. And then she they did. reconciled. I thought oh, it was God, like he dated and never ever reconcile Mm -mm. um okay okay i think i'm i think i'm getting the hang of it i should have i also finished reading this like two weeks ago i should have uh oh yeah read it (laughs) yeah charlie and i both finished it this morning (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm just like who's this so okay is carlin the newspaper friend i think so okay there's the newspaper friend who's like let me publish the story okay and then there's lillian and maya the two hot girlfriends. We can talk a little bit about that later. That'll, yeah. I like Maya. It gets a little weird in there. Actually. <laughs> Maya was a dumb idiot, dude. Never chase a man ever. <laughs> I just liked her banter with Trace, okay? Like, mm. when he actually had, like, a friend. I like yeah, that. It was nice that he had someone to talk to other than the fucking cat. I love do his cat. Do not. Do not slander my son and boy, Robert Richard Johnson. Johnson. Robert, Robert Johnson, is, damn wait, it. Okay, Charlie, I would I kill for that cat. <laughs> Hold on, I messaged you something about Robert Johnson, right? Oh, yeah, you were going to say something about this fucking up. cat. 
Okay, wait. There's my child. There's backstory. Okay, Robert. Um, okay, dude, this is so weird. Okay. So apparently on August 16th, one of my podcasts is super randomly talking about Robert Johnson, who is apparently a famous musician. Mm. That's all I got. Who, but I didn't write the band. Is that real? What a dumb, (laughs) Robert Johnson. Oh, just says American musician. Okay, well, great. Um, Yeah, I guess I was listening to something on some podcast about him. I listened to some random shit. Interesting. So the cat was named after someone. Okay. I guess that makes more sense than it just being Robert Johnson. But like, I love- The cat was definitely the best character. Yeah. Yeah, he ate enchiladas? (laughs) Yes. And apparently his regular dinner involves a tortilla. Yeah. Friskies on tortilla. Disgusting, but clever. You cannot feed your cat tortillas as part of his regular diet. But maybe- What the fuck- Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a distraction. Like you got to make him work for his dinner. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, the the like uh, <laughs> stimulus in my enclosure. Yeah, like mm. figure out how to open this little disgusting Frisky's pupusa, and you can have whatever. <laughs> I just love my that cat. It just came and sat like uncomfortably close to me. Can Did we? Me can we talk about? about <laughs> can we talk about the main character and his name? <laughs> As well. Yes. God damn it. Trace. I, I, it took me so fucking long to realize that was a pun. Be- I, it took me until today when I was looking at the Wikipedia page and they were like, Trace really? pronounced T R A C E, Trace. And I was like, fuck, he's a detective. God damn it. <laughs> but, but, yes. Jackson Navari is- the third? His name is Percy Jackson Navarre the third. It's it's just Jackson, which is yeah definitely an interesting. Uh, hey Rick Jackson, um, what's going on there? This Who character, is like, who is this person? Why this, <laughs> this character Trace Navarre did straight up remind me of Percy Jackson, like the oh, same 100%. sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if Percy was from like Texas. this is. <laughs> Weird cop dad Texan Percy yeah. who who fucks. Yeah. This uh, is like lot. some really weird obscure <laughs> fanfic about Percy. <laughs> <laughs> like really niche. Like what if that, Percy became you know not only a cop, <laughs> but like, or not only like a detective, but like a, a non-magical detective. That should be the commercial for this book. It's like, this is actually a Percy Jackson fanfic. <laughs> Didn't you know? So it's worth but, noting, I, I think I just called him a detective, um, but he's not anything. He's just he's a nosy motherfucker. He's not an English major. Anyth- he's- okay, <laughs> like, okay, so from what I understand, he worked for Maya doing investigations. Maya's a lawyer. I don't know what that's about, uh, but it was under the table. He's never had a private investigator's license. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> Can I tell y'all something funny? Um, yeah. I am watching Breaking Bad for the first time right now, which is set in the same part of the country in the same part of, in the same like time period. Incredible. <laughs> and there's like, there's definitely some like vibe and aesthetic overlap happening here. I, I love that. It's so fun. <laughs> I've seen one episode of Breaking Bad exactly. It was a pretty good episode. So. Yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Um, But yeah, I'm even like in my head, I'm like having a hard time remembering which characters are from which. <laughs> Incredible. So many like cops and detectives and like people like wiling out about drugs and stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, um, yes. <laughs> Trace, I do like, you know, his sarcastic sense of humor. Uh, my favorite thing was when he was trying to get a job and some guy was like, uh, what did you, what do you do? Um, <laughs> and he's like, I got a PhD in English. I know Tai Chi. <laughs> I, <laughs> 
I have a winning personality. <laughs> and he's like, so did Maya have you to discuss literature, break legs? And he's like, you'd be surprised how few people can do both. <laughs> and then he's like, I think I can do uh, both. I also was a bartender and he starts like describing how to make a drink. <laughs> and then the guy hangs up on him. That's, that is like <laughs> pure Rick Riordan, like amazingness. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite funny. shit. Definitely like my favorite. My favorite part of this book was the main character's like inner narration with because he's quite funny and he like he's almost like <coughs> Arthur Dentian like really doesn't take himself seriously like takes everything in stride <laughs> but like everything's kind of a joke you know what I mean so uh, Rick I feel like is very good at writing with an it's like a sarcastic exaggeration that reveals the truth of something like stand up comedy you know how that's like a hmm. thing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, everything's a little larger than life because it's Texas. Haha. But, uh, wow. <laughs> but it gives the location, the people, a lot of personality in a way where you can, like, you can tell that Rick lived here. Like, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, this is. Like, I always like that when you're like, you know this place with an intimacy that you are sharing with me that is, like, really cool. Like, San Antonio is a character in this book. Also, we go to so many restaurants. Yeah, lots of restaurants, and I did appreciate, like, all like any food description, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely felt, like, very immersive. Like, you, the reader is, like, deep in this world. Yeah, like, I suppose that the character writing the plot none of it is like the most engaging stuff but like listening to it as an audiobook every once in a while you're just like ooh, that was a good line nice descriptions rick <laughs> like <laughs> so in other words so. the audiobook you know it's it's like at an eight the regular book it's at like a four <laughs> i was gonna say a four also that sounds right. <laughs> excellent okay so who's I'm just gonna like ask who random characters are. <laughs> Who's Mr. Asante? Um, that is the politician, the Hispanic politician who okay. is the corrupt one who is part of the real estate scam. Yes. Who he okay. also blackmails at the end of the book. Yeah, that was. And I was like, sexy. hey Trace, what the fuck? And it was a really weird scene where like this guy has been like this like very uh unpleasant politician this whole time like every time he's like really passive aggressive every time you meet with him and then we like go to his house and he has like really nice kids and who like very clearly love him and they want him oh, to like yeah. come to dinner and trace is just like actively blackmailing this man <laughs> it was a really weird scene and i know that something was being said there and i don't know what uh rick's worlds as i have said before are very very harsh like, people are unpleasant and difficult to deal with. Like, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of like seedy underbelly kind of thing. But at the same time, there is a sympathy for fellow man in the writing. I feel it's, it's never, it never goes full bleak. It's more of a dark humor with a core of heart. And so every character, uh, no matter how they present themselves, has a very human core. And I think that maybe that was the point of that scene, that this is just like a guy, even no matter what he's done otherwise. Yeah, everyone's just a guy I, in the I, end. I, 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 I don't know, though. It was really interesting. I like I'd, I'd almost want to like read it again, but I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. Come back to it in a year. Uh, yeah. 
And then there's that guy named Guy. <laughs> is there? Yeah. I don't remember his, a guy named Guy. That's the guy, guy who murdered White. his dad, right? Oh, Guy White. Guy okay. White. Oh, no. The guy he White. He's the one in the garden, right? Yes. The garden scene is fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I love that it. shit. Uh, uh, Rick Riordan was made to write gods. Like, that is so, <laughs> like, like eccentric, powerful. Like, yeah. we're just out here in the midday gardening my beautiful flowers. You gotta be mm. tough on these. People coddle these flowers, but not me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Big villain energy. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, my... F- my favorite, like, minor character is the security guard at Guy White's right, place. I, was I don't yeah, remember say, his name. I was just I about to say that. the exact same sentence He's as so you. fucking funny. He's the he's best character. Like, yeah. He's like... <laughs> So the first time he's like leaning into his car and Trace like steals his gun from his shoulder holster and he's like, when, yeah, you've never been a cop. When you hold, when you hold someone up in a car, you never wear a shoulder holster. They can just grab your gun. And then he like wipe, walks the guy in at gunpoint. And, <laughs> and then they're like best friends the next time. And then they're like buddies. <laughs> like the next time he's like, oh, you got a hip holster. G- good for you, buddy. I'm trying <laughs> to find his name, but like obviously. And then the third time no. they're just like chatting about like that guy's like, cousins in other parts of texas <laughs> it's They're so best funny friends, actually very cute uh my second favorite uh random character plot thread uh the first chapter is just about uh trace beating the shit out of some guy he doesn't really beat the shit out of him but he does like uh pull a ligament in his elbow or something uh because he was supposed to evict from this apartment so that trace could move in and he did oh, not yeah. do that uh, <laughs> And then, like, we keep, like, hearing about him, like, leaving messages about how he's going to sue. Or, like, at the end of the book, he's like, I got some friends together. We're going to come kick your ass. Yeah, that was, like, so... It wasn't related to anything, and it was so funny and, like... It's so delightful to me. Like, just when you forgot about it, that he would circle back to it again. Um, what's that guy's name? Who's, uh, Drip- Dripuski? Oh, that's That sounds really familiar. Larry? The actual detective? Oh, Larry Dripuski. Okay, yeah. I remember him by calling him Larry. Okay, so there are (laughs) two, like, really important cops, and one is one who hated his dad, and one is one who really liked his dad, and I can't remember which name is which, because one of them is now, like, in a position of power and keeps trying to fuck over Trace, and the other one is, like his bestie who keeps telling like terrible fucking stories about his fucking dad and laughing up about them and it's like man why did you like this guy he was a piece of shit (laughs) that is funny parental trauma one of my my cats just sat on top of one of my other cats she always does that it's pretty rude (laughs) he was in the middle of a nap but she's like me too (sighs) can't be doing this okay yeah um, so i don't remember which cop was which (laughs) i want to say larry was the one who was helping him okay i believe you I can't keep up straight. Kellen, I think, is the name of the security guard, right? Yes, Kellen, oh. my best friend, Kellen. Kellen. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I, was it Dan's mom whose name was Cookie? So yes. Cute. Yes. So cute. And uh, Cookie's the one uh, who's Trace's having- mom was yeah. like, "You cannot trust anyone named Cookie to raise a child." <laughs> Cookie's the one who was having an affair with Trace's dad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, so spicy! It is big doubles or energy. Like he dies, and then you learn that maybe he wasn't everything you thought yeah yeah Um, but also like we get like a hunting flashback where 
Like, Trace is, like, obviously really uncomfortable, and his dad's, like, fucking with him, kind of. Like, in this way where it's, like, you have to make your own mistakes, son. You gotta learn. And so he, like, uh, shoots this animal that I did not recognize the name of. I was like, what is it? What is, what is this talking about? But it doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so it's, like, winter, and he kills this thing. And then he's like, his dad's like, what you gonna do? And he's like, "Uh, can we use the meat? And he's like, yeah, you can. And then he's like, okay, I'll go skin it. And then uh, his dad lets him do it. And then he's like covered in fucking ticks and fleas and shit because all of the uh, bugs will move to the nearest warm body. And his dad's like, everybody's got to make that mistake once, but you never make it again. And it's like, come on, just fucking, why are you like this? I hate this man. That's some Texas ass shit. Like that is like, that's some Texas coming of age right there (laughs) toxic masculinity yeah fuck you man uh gross (laughs) this whole this whole damn book was dudes it's it it got (laughs) so old i could have probably kept the characters straight better if they were different at all so many there there, it was very dude heavy book very very dude heavy like and it's like obviously lillian and maya are major characters his mom is there for like a little bit his mom is she doesn't really show up in the second half of the book like at all yeah she's just there mm. for like ambiance or something like she doesn't really help anything well i i liked seeing his mom i thought she was legitimately an interesting character you yeah, know she's I agree. uh she's got like a lot of new age stuff going on she's got like a lot of southern charm also and you know she's she does have some of that mom energy that we get from Sally Jackson yeah. where it's yeah. like I support you and I'm worried about you but I understand <laughs> you got to do what you got to do kind of like mom vibes yeah i was like what well, i was like why do i feel like i've read that recently and then i was like oh the, the chapter we also <laughs> yes she exactly. does like exactly that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah there was also that one character um Trace's brother Garrett. Yeah. Yes. He was. Uh, he had lost both his legs to a indeed. train accident. Yeah. Mm. Uh, apparently, Garrett used to run away a lot uh, and hop trains. And one day, he missed. Can't run away anymore. He's in a wheelchair now. Yeah, but he was uh, pretty cool. He, was, he, <laughs> he liked a weed lot a lot. He was, he was like a hacker, right? Like a stoner. He hacker. was a hacker. He liked weed. He listened to a lot of Jimmy Buffett, and he oh, had yeah, fruits Jimmy on yeah. his car. Okay. Yes. I, I remember him because every five seconds Jimmy Buffett was mentioned whenever he was in the chapter. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay, so like he hangs out with my mom and dad. Um, <laughs> he's a parent. And Maya like knew things about Jimmy Buffett and Garrett was like, can I marry you? I was like, <laughs> I was shipping it for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, also, Garrett hated their fucking dad, which, you know, yeah. good for him. Garrett was his half brother from his previous oh, yeah. marriage. Yes. yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah, he was a fun character. I I just yeah. remember because it was it was in the part that I read literally this morning, um, <laughs> where <laughs> where they were like, to- um, Trace was toasting to their dad, like, "What a lovable like asshole!" And then like his well, brother's like, "What an Trace asshole!" Trace did not say that. Uh, <laughs> or the, said the, that. the other co- Larry, Larry said did. That. Yeah. So. <laughs> Trace was having some complicated feelings at the time. I just time. remember Garrett just took out the lovable part and was like, what an asshole. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> asshole. But he's still toasted, because sometimes you're related to some assholes. It's, wow, okay, okay. The truth. Uh, I want to talk about, I think his name was Carl, uh, the dad's partner. Um, 
Okay. okay. I believe um, you. <laughs> uh, so Trace was calling like a lot of people about his dad's murder when he got back into town because he's been trying to forget about it for the last 10 years living oh, yeah. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then he moves back and he calls a lot of people. And one of those people is the partner who was also there with Trace when his dad was shot. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that now. Which was... A very effective scene, I felt like, like, just like talking about it, that he was like, we both just had to stand there while the people showed up, you know, the to take him away. And uh, there were we were coming home from getting groceries, and a can of soup rolled into his arm. And like, and like that, like hit me for some reason, just standing there with your father's corpse and a can of soup rolls into the crook yeah. of his arm. And, yeah, it's fucked up. That's vivid. Anyways, uh, so Carl is like old and Trace calls him and Carl like starts telling him about all the uh, friends that he has who have either died, uh, become ill or have shitty children, which is exactly what old people talk about. Every yeah. time that you are like, let's catch up. And they're like, okay, here's who's ill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah, for real. And uh, Trace is like, oh yeah, it sounds like he probably hasn't, you know, uh, had a phone call in a little bit. So he, you know, he like patiently listens to this guy because he has a lot of empathy for him. And like that hits for me. That's very good. Just, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like there's always a lot of heart and sympathy in, uh, Rick's protagonists, but and moving back on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you though. Like he, de- well, cause I think he has like the same <coughs> energy as Percy, like just like, yeah, so, absolutely so, like, earnest and like, just like really I'm doing my best, but like, I'm a big, I'm like a big dodo and it's kind of hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me and people are shitty to me a lot, but when I have the opportunity to do someone a kindness, I just do. Yeah. And so a lot of people like him, like Ralph likes him because he, uh, that that's the uh, Hispanic crime guy. Apparently some people tried to beat him up and, uh, <laughs> like some football players <laughs> in high school. And Trace, like, helped him out. And he's like, you know, it's weird, some white kid, like, doing that. Um, uh, and, and then he, like, go- gets into a bar fight with for Trace with a gun. And I was like, obviously you are a stereotype, Ralph, but also I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that whole scene was fucking crazy. <laughs> Ralph, what the fuck? Why did you pull out a gun? <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, back to Carl. Uh, yeah, um, Trace calls Carl, and Carl's like, I thought you were my son, I haven't heard from him in a while. He's, like, down in this other city, Ugh. and he doesn't call anymore. And so Trace, sad. Yeah, it's so fucked up, because then Carl gets, like, really sick. And so, like, the next week he calls Trace again, and is just, like, having a normal conversation, you know, the same thing as last time. And then Trace is like, wait, where are you? What am I hearing? And he's like, are you in a hospital? And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. And he's and he's like, oh, I'm gonna come see you. <laughs> I, I'm coming. What hospital are you in? And he comes to see this guy and he's like really fucking sick. And then like uh, one of the last scenes is him and Lillian going to this guy's funeral. And it's, and it, there's like barely anyone there. <laughs> And wow. uh, he gave Trace this, uh, I don't remember what it was, some trinket to give to his son. And he's like, and I will do that. And I will give his son a fucking piece of my mind if I ever do find him, bitch. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it was nice to like uh, tie the main character emotionally to someone because pretty much everyone else in the whole book. <laughs> it's like it's like his two girlfriends and then like all these 
all these dudes trying to help a whole lot of dudes yeah (laughs) it's it's good to like emotionally ground him a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah because technically that doesn't have anything to do with the plot other than you know he he was there at this same moment as trace was and has the same trauma Mm -hmm. but but it also does give you like a certain emotional through line um, okay, I have notes here. I don't know what else. Uh, I think it was fucked up that Trace slept with Maya while Lillian was presumably yeah. kidnapped. I didn't love that. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> None of their relationships were, like, good or convincing anyway, in my personal opinion. <laughs> He's I an mean, especially detective novel. Like, it's Especially, like, Lillian. Like, I, I, I barely... When she disappeared, I, like, barely remembered who she was. I was like, I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, okay. I... She just disappeared, like, immediately. So the whole time she's gone, I feel like I, as a reader, like, didn't really give a shit. Because I... Hmm. I didn't even know... Like, there's so many other characters. Like, you don't even seem like you care about her. I don't know, man. I don't know. I... I... F- I feel like what she suffers from there is like this paragon woman thing Hmm, where you're like, she's beautiful and I loved her. And so like, you know, she, she is woman. That, she that, is, is that is what we <laughs> she, that is what she we definitely get. was yeah um my favorite lillian moment is at the end when she's drugged and being very silly like i i love that <laughs> for her <laughs> that was like a very good and then there was whose mom was it that so they took her shit did they take her to like ralph's mom's house or like someone to like recover uh, and it yeah was this, like it was ralph's mom's i think it was like this cute hmm. Hispanic old lady who was just like, don't worry, we'll take care of her. <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> cute. Okay. Hispanic people. There's a lot of Mexican and Hispanic characters in this book. And I don't know that the portrayal was especially bad, but it was definitely not like especially good. Okay. Because we have, uh, for, for like Hispanic characters, we have corrupt politician, mm-hmm. uh, m- mafia guy, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, criminal big shot uh, uh-huh. high school guy. Right. Uh, and then mostly like poor people like there's like the grocery store owner there's like and so there is like stuff in this book that is about like economic disparity between different parts of san antonio and how a lot of that is racially motivated and like you know and so (sighs) and so it feels like it's really a reflection of like rick's actual experience in this community and like a lot of it felt very authentic of like even just like little things about how like uh trace never spoke spanish growing up but he learned when he was in san antonio and so when he talks spanish to people they're like you know spanish now but also they're like california Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know a lot of it feels very authentic but i don't know that it's like the most best goodest. Yeah, if it were me, I would probably have made at least one of the like leading, like the men in leadership, a Hispanic person as well. Just, just due besides, to proximity. Besides corrupt politician, yeah, like or- make a mm-hmm. make one of make one of the cops Hispanic. Yeah, yeah, but. <sighs> There are a lot of white cops that is like that is reflective of reality also. And it's so that it seems I, we would have to ask someone who was not us cuz pretty white. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we are pretty white. 
I, I just thought it was worth, like, you know, discussing, even yeah. if I can't come to any conclusions about it, there necessarily. Wasn't, there wasn't anything I don't remember that made me be like, ooh, yikes. But there was definitely a couple, like, m- m- instances of, like, lumping, you know, where they would talk yeah. about, like, a like a group of people. And that, mm-hmm. that was always like, uh, well, we could yeah. have phrased that differently, probably. Yeah. Hmm. What else do I have to say about this book? Um... Can we talk about how the main character, Trace Navari, like, definitely has some, like, anxiety problems? And part of what he does, I think, to, like, soothe that and also to stay in shape is he works... Many days in this book, he works out for, like, four straight hours or more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny when he's doing, like, katas with his sword outside. And his neighbors are like, hey, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, so then the next time he, he, like, goes down to, like, a hidden meadow somewhere to practice in private <laughs> yeah he does a lot of tai chi right with like just mm-hmm. like yes. poses so so is that for a waterbender yeah waterbender <laughs> yes i believe so um which is a self-defense art which he brings up when a cop is like hey why did you beat up this guy and kick him out of the apartment <laughs> um because <laughs> i wanted uh, to damn it what was i gonna say water. about that oh uh i think it's really interesting how trace navare has two pasts in this book he has his past in uh san antonio which is like what the book is about and we spend all of our time exploring and he's like returning to his old home and like rediscovering all these things about himself and stuff but then there's this other 10 years that he spent in San Francisco where he worked as a bartender and uh, as a under the table investigator and uh, had a boss slash girlfriend and a sensei who like barely comes up who he learned Tai Chi from (laughs) who is presumably related to Maya I think that was implied I don't actually know Um, more sensei action please yeah I feel like that stuff has, like, gotta come up in later books in this series. Like, more stuff about the time that he spent in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, like, really vague in the book, interestingly enough. Yeah, I agree. Because it's just, like, not relevant to the story. The only relevant part is Maya, who shows up and is like, right. miss me? And he's like, not really. <laughs> and then, like, after three days of wishing she wasn't there, he's like, could you leave? And she's like, oh, you're breaking up with me again, basically. Yeah, the the whole thing with them is really weird. What seems to be implied is that he was with Maya or vaguely with Maya when he started talking to Lily again in their letters and that he broke up with Maya for Lily I and and moved to San Antonio and like that was a whole like big falling out for them and so it's really weird that she's there Yeah, for it him. is really, really weird that she just fucking shows up, dude. I think that's so weird. <laughs> well, she's worried about him. Well, okay, the other thing about Maya and Lillian is that they do feel, like, too obsessed with Trace, but that's also, like, a weird, like, genre convention thing that happens. But Ugh, eh. So unrealistic. See you, Mary Sue. <laughs> You're just a regular guy. Well, but guy. she's worried, like... They're friends at the very least, and he's, like, in some, like, deep shit, and she's like, I can help you out. I don't know. I don't think it's, like, too weird. I don't know. So presumptuous. That's just how I personally, especially, (laughs) the thing is that it's, like, maybe if you're worried about your friend or something, you just, like, go show up, or, like, your sister, but, like, an ex? I don't know, Mm. man. That's not really your place anymore, is it? He, He made that pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. I want better for her character. Same thing with Lillian, dude. Lillian, I just feel like, was, like, an odd 
object of the story. I did like the ending with Lillian where where she is talking about how she's worried about being like her shitty parents and uh, Trace, I feel like, kind of realizes like that their relationship past like weighs on her. And so uh, he kind of tells her that it's never going to work out between them, even though he kind of still wanted it to work out between them because he like wants her to move on with her life because he knows that that'll be better for her. I don't know. I I didn't feel like that was written terribly. I thought that was an all right character arc for her because she does just get like uh what's the word MacGuffined pretty early on where she's you know (laughs) she can't be present in the story because she's not there (laughs) she is the story now (laughs) yeah I definitely lost track of her pretty early on but then again I lost track of everything pretty early on (laughs) I gave him my all (laughs) um I Hmm. I'm like, what? Else? Oh, one other thing about this book that I did not did not get at all is like <laughs> it really did like talk about Texas a lot it in, did. in the way that like every Stephen King book is like that's <laughs> it's set in Maine. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this, but like, and even as you mentioned, the tagline is ev- <laughs> "Everything in Texas is bigger, even murder." The back cover copy: Trace has to rescue the woman, nail his father's murder, and get the hell out of Dodge before mob-style Texas justice catches up to him. The chances of staying alive looked better for the defenders of the Alamo. Like, oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I was. I meant. I-, I meant to like really practice my Texas accent before I came on this but- call, but now I. It's too late now. I'm going to have to make it up as I go. But um, uh. like it like a lot of times in this book, was it like, well, that's just how we do it in Texas. And I would be like, that's how that's how cops act everywhere. That's not like a Texas thing. Like, like okay. <laughs> just wiggle it in there. On, on the one hand, I like it. And I feel like there's a lot of personality in the place. And I feel like it's really interesting uh, to get like this in-depth uh, vibe of this community and and, like what not this uh what what I can't remember the word I'm culture uh whatever mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. on the other hand uh the thing that I kept noticing and thinking was weird that was that uh whenever he used similes um it would always be like some Texas relevant thing usually Mexican food like oh yeah <laughs> like they were always like weird little and I don't know I I feel like that's <laughs> almost too ridiculous it was kind of funny when i started noticing it like how often it would come up like yeah. as, i i can't remember one and i don't have the book so well, i can't go hunting for one i literally like, um, did lose it that's like one of those things that reminds me of percy jackson is like kind of off the wall like like similes and metaphors you know what i mean like and like consistently <laughs> mm-hmm. like silly and like juvenile mm-hmm is it is it enchiladas that Grover is always talking yes, about? Yes, it is. It is, yes. yes. This man loves some fucking enchiladas. Yeah, make it known. We love an enchilada. Do you guys like enchiladas? Enchiladas are delicious. Yeah, I love enchiladas. Don't think okay, I've cool. had one before. You gotta try are you it. serious? You gotta try Bro. it. Bro! All Mexican food is very similar to me, so... Ex- ex- fucking excuse me! <laughs> they are covered in sauce. They are... Oh, they, there you go. They are... 
I don't like you sauce. You bake them, and then the sauce, like, uh, suffuses through the tortilla, except on the yeah. edges where you get this really beautiful little crisp. It's, it's quite nice. Like, I'm thinking of, like, specifically homemade enchiladas. We, I made a lot of enchiladas growing <laughs> up. Uh, my mom always Maybe made chicken enchiladas. Dinner. I make them now with, like, peppers and onions because I'm vegetarian now. Fucking delicious. I that love enchiladas. Delicious. Wow. Vivid. Y'all, y'all are slandering. You're hey, welcome. I love an enchilada. I just also <laughs> feel like all Texas, uh, all Texas, God damn it, all Mexican. <laughs> Food is like made with the same ingredients. You know what I mean? It's like all okay. kind of, it's all kind okay. of the same. In no, that's it. It is. I saw a TikTok where some girl is like, "Okay, so what's this item on the menu?" And she's like, "Oh, that is uh, meat and veggies, and we put them in a tortilla." <laughs> She's like, okay, what's this? Uh, that's meat and veggies in a tortilla. That's meat and veggies, sometimes with cheese and tortilla. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but. And it's but all also, in my personal excuse opinion. me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I was born in Texas, but oh, uh, really, you should have said that at the beginning of this episode. Before uh, no, I uh, it so much. no. I lived in Texas when I was probably one years old, and then we moved to Ger- Germany, and then Ohio, and then back to Texas. So I was in Texas for two years and grade school and what i can tell you about texas okay would you like some 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 professional texas experience sure. i lived in the panhandle by uh, fort fort hood is that the one i don't my, uh, i got adhd my place names are fucked up they're terrible um <laughs> uh anyways what i what i can tell you is that there are so many fire ants um you I had to get special tires for my bike that are full of like this liquid that, um, um, like, like fills up holes in them because there are these little tiny balls of spikes that these plants produce and they're just everywhere. Like you go home and you pick like 10 out of your shoe and they're like thorns. They are like awful. Mm. And so I had to have special tires for all the holes that I got in my bike. Oh um, my god. And uh, my brother had chicken pox, and my mom didn't notice because there were always so many ant bites on his ankles already. Holy shit. Um, that is bananas. Uh, it's also pretty, pretty hot, but everybody knows that. Uh, I yeah, have had, I lived... I've heard like a very similar uh, thing about the fire ants from Haley on the restricted section. In the early days of the restricted section, she mm. talked about how she lived in Alabama and had to buy, oh, battle mm-hmm. the fire ants. <laughs> fire ants fucking suck one bit me through jeans like Shit. just like stuck in my knee through my jeans no. i hate them little bastards that's wild um, that's too much man yeah jeans it are is like armor quite oh yeah we got a scorpion yeah scorpions in the house oh, god Lord, no. and they're you. tumbleweeds if you some people apparent i don't know i saw someone on tumblr being like wait tumbleweeds are real yes tumbleweeds are real <laughs> they are out there and they are rolling <laughs> I don't think oh I think I have maybe in like Colorado seen a tumbleweed mm, yes I do believe they it's, are also it's there. a big uh that's a big west energy and on the east coast it's just grocery bags in the wind <laughs> that also has some energy <laughs> anyways yeah so those are my strongest memories of texas it's full of fucking shit that wants vivid, to bite you vivid so it's like Man. australia yeah basically it, that's just how it gets when it's hot <laughs> everything's bigger in texas even the fire ants exactly <laughs> 
All right. You guys have anything else to say at the book? I think we wow, got everything. I sure I have don't. Yeah. In my I, notes. I sure Final don't thoughts on this book. It sure exists. Not my, not my genre. Not my favorite. No, not my genre I, at all. I thought it was fine. Like, it's not really fine. Like, it's both fine and not fine. Like, you're right that it has a lot of problems. Like, you know, there's, like, the morality is, like, vaguely weird. As much as I feel like Rick's kind heart shows through, it, like, you know, it's some of it's, like, kind of weird. Morality is vaguely weird. Too many characters, so you forget all their names. Like, too many random guys. Uh, the plot gets, like, hard to follow. All that stuff is absolutely true. I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, shit. This book is as old as me. I'm going <laughs> to throw it away. Yeah. I'm throw it across the yeah. It is also very 90s. This is... I, I just didn't like, really mention that, that, but... When it came out, and I'm like, oh, 90, 97? Throws it across <laughs> the room. Wow, I'm old. So, yeah. So, as... I, I guess I didn't, like, actually look this up, but, like, it is his first book, right? So, yes. you yeah, know, you can expect a first book to have some problems. The crazy thing to me is that, respectfully, well, I guess that there's, <laughs> I guess that, I guess, I work in publishing, and, like, I guess that there are publishers oh. who are, like, this is what we publish, and I'm not mm-hmm. that. But I, it's wild to me that this got, like, so easily published and, like, not, I would like it seems like it could have done with some more editing of like the characters for clarity. I'm I'm going to send y'all a thing real quick. <laughs> Cuz uh, someone sent me like a meme of well, not a meme, but like like a screenshot and was like, "I know you're reading this book." <laughs> and this was Rick's response to oh, like Oh, that's funny. <laughs> They're asking if he's ever thought about writing books for an older audience. And he's just like, well, no one knows I wrote adult books, so. (laughs) He says, the fact that nobody knows about them might indicate that I am a lot better writing for kids than I am for adults. I just love him so much. (laughs) I love him. He's great. Uh, I think I'm writing to the audience I know best with middle grade. I feel like that's Rick just saying I am still 12. I'm a 12 year old boy. My sense of humor is that of a child. Seriously, Which that a twelve-year-old boy I wrote feel that like book. Even like comes through in this book. <laughs> um, but, but but also like I'm also glad that I read it. Like I feel like you do get like a snapshot of like where he came from, and I, you know, I I feel like that is even more valuable valuable to me than the book itself. Like you know, I don't want to like. I, I, I don't care about, like, celebrity gossip shit. I don't want to look up shit about Rick's life. I bet he has parental trauma. I'm not going to ask him about it. I don't want him to tell me. I'm not even going to look. try to look it up. Uh, is he a junior? So d- don't even tell me. But Is he it's... a junior? Rick? Oh. <laughs> Interesting. That a lot. I, f- I swear uh, I learned this recently. Yes. Richard Russell Riordan Jr. Huh. Very fascinating. But but I also, I, I really think that it's like incredibly interesting to like get this very Texas guy, but who's also like a California guy who knows Tai Chi. And, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's a very distinctive thing. Like both Trace and San Antonio are both very distinctive things that tell me a lot about Rick as a person and where he came from. And I think that that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Oh, uh, I forgot about the, (laughs) 
this isn't in my notes, but I just remembered the scene where he's like uh, sitting in the car, like following some guy, and he starts listening to like Republican talk radio. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and the guy's like, uh, all those. It's the fault of all those degenerates. And <laughs> Trace is like, yay, degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> That is also a very Southern experience, but like a vaguely leftist Southern experience. Ugh, constant Republican talk Oof. shows. Great times. Like, I I think that's funny. I feel like we should end this so we Yeah, can- yeah, 100%. We should have ended like minutes and minutes ago. We are now, uh, I'm coming up to an hour in my recording. Yeah. Uh, I just keep talking because I legitimately had like, <laughs> like you guys were like, what are we even going to talk about? And I'm like, guys, excuse you- me, I have thoughts. <laughs> you had thoughts and feelings no one else and thank god for that yeah i i can talk about shit for forever but we should definitely stop now all right Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast yeah also um i was trying to think of an outro shit (laughs) (laughs) my brain just went blank there everything's bigger in texas including uh the the end of this podcast Including the length of this fucking podcast. Why did we make it so long? It's a bonus episode. (laughs) Dave X Media.